This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Grain market obstacle course. Grain markets are always forward-looking, and this year they have had a lot to look forward to in the price discovery process. I'm going to break ranks a bit and talk about where we just came from in the immediate rearview mirror. The last week has been brutal again from heat on our crops, and we see noticeable deterioration in condition despite recent rains. Whether or not you got recent rains determined what condition the crops are in now. But that inch, maybe two, that many but not all got is gone, needing another dose of water very soon. Corn cannot handle temperatures above 86 degrees without stress. We just had a slew of days in the upper 90s. So we racked up a bunch of stress degree days again. Uneven dust is starting to become very apparent as some crops have literally stopped growing for lack of moisture. Corn can only handle so many accumulated stress degree days, 140, before yield potential is being lost. We have crossed that threshold in much of the Northwest Corn Belt. The Iowa State University Mesonet says that SDDs have accumulated as high as 174 here in Northwest Iowa. That is damage that cannot be undone with rain. South Dakota reports SDDs a little differently. As of July 5th, the entire state had an average of 128 stress degree days. Just one more shot of heat will push them past 140 for the season. How does that compare to 2012? Iowa State University climatologist wrote a piece for the IMC News July 3, 2012. He noted, Water stress begins at 86 degrees Fahrenheit, according to 10-year-old research on corn in the Midwest. This is better stated. At temperatures of 86 degrees Fahrenheit, corn plants reach incipient water stress more than 50% of the time, unquote. Naturally, this does not apply to irrigated crops, and specifically it applies to non-irrigated corn in the Midwest. In a year with ideal moisture, a perfectly healthy corn plant in prime soil does not begin to experience water stress until temperatures exceed 92 degrees Fahrenheit, and perhaps not then if humidity is high. Still, 86 degrees is the average, and because the government tends to work with the average, the average was set as the upper bound for the U.S. Corn Growing Degree Day, and as the lower bound for the water stress. The number is rarely the exact switchover point, but it is good enough for government work, according to Taylor. Looking at the average Midwest corn yields over the past 30 years, Taylor noted that when stress degree days exceed 140, it's tough to find corn yields above trend. Many reporting stations have already exceeded the 140 threshold in many portions of northern Iowa, South Dakota, Northern Minnesota, and Minnesota would also experience similarly. Comparing 2021 to the drought of 2012, the dry and wet portions of the Corn Belt flip-flopped. In 2012, it was the eastern Corn Belt that experienced the most severe drought, with the northwest Corn Belt getting by quite nicely. This time, it is, of course, the opposite. Subsoil moisture reserves have been drawing down, making up for the rain that did not fall in June. We are therefore totally dependent on additional rain to meet plant needs going forward. Crops here in northwest Iowa need this forecast rain and cooler temps to be able to pollinate. The forecast for rain in Iowa improved over the weekend with temperatures cooling for the region. 
A 179.5 bushel per acre U.S. trend line yield is unlikely to be achieved with so many major corn growing states with high stress degree day totals. A yield of 172 to 176 bushel per acre is more likely. Using USDA's updated estimate for harvested corn acres of 84.5 million acres, that is a potential reduction of 295 to 633 million bushel from 2021 U.S. production. AgRural now estimates Brazil's corn crop is 85.3 million metric ton. That's a big fall from the 109 million metric ton the USDA estimated they would produce in April. That's another 933 million bushel loss. There is potential here for significant decline in the global corn supply. How much of this picture USDA factors into the upcoming July WASDE report next week is to be seen. USDA tends to be conservative, but eventually gets to where reality lies. It took them until the January annual production report this year to factor in some of what we knew about the crop last August. The market is now overreaching the current favorable forecast. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing services, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. 